You're listening to Conversion Cast, presented by Leadferno. I'm your host, Aaron Wyke. Conversion Cast focuses on digital marketing and conversion, exploring the art and science to turn a lurker on your website to a lead or a browser to a buyer. I'm excited to bring you this episode on using AI for SEO and conversion audits. My guest is Andy Crestadina, co-founder and CMO of Orbit Media Studios, an award-winning digital agency in Chicago. Trust me, Andy is an absolute conversion expert, and he's someone who I always enjoy learning from on webinars, when he speaks at conferences, and his Orbit blog. Let's dive in. Andy, thank you so much for joining me today. Glad to be here, Aaron. Thanks for having me. You bet. And while we have this like on tape and recording, there's no way I'm going to let this be your one and only appearance on Conversion <laughs> Cast. You, you just have way too much knowledge in this space. So um, I'm, we're just going to get on tape right now. You're saying yes to being on again multiple times in the future. <laughs> no problem, Aaron. Happy, happy to be on in the future. There you go. See, that's that's how I do conversion. I've already converted Andy into a multiple time guest. That's a short funnel, but uh, well played, sir. <laughs> uh, I like to. I like. I'm all about branding. So it's good. When you and I were discussing uh, uh, topics for coming on, because again, your your wealth of knowledge here is uh, so vast, and you have so many uh, great ideas in the space. Um, you had put me onto something uh, new. You had recently done and released that takes a look at how you can use AI for doing an SEO and conversion audit process. I watched the video. I read the blog post. It's great. I will link to it in the show notes uh, and people should definitely watch it after listening to this, this episode. But before we dive into those details, AI has come on the scene and I, I'm glad it like it it hit its wave. I couldn't do anything without every tweet or whatever mm-hmm. an X post is now or anything else being AI themed. It's such a big space and such a massive advancement, right? It's one of these key moments in the tech timeline. How do you, if we shrink it a little bit, how do you view it within this SEO content con- conversion space from that 10,000 foot view? Uh, well, the the statements are just breathtaking what the tech leadership in the world is saying about this. Uh, Sundar Pichai, CEO of Google, says like this is up there with fire and electricity. <laughs> so it's like, what? Wait, what? Like you're talking about fire? Like we're at that level? Yeah. Um, I put it on the same level as like uh, you know the smartphone and social media and the internet browser. I really think that um, there's a great quote. It's Amara's Law. He says uh, it's like a Stanford computer scientist uh, who said that we underestimate, uh, we overestimate the power of technology in the short run, and we underestimate it in the long run. So there's a hype cycle for AI. Uh, we have, we're in it now, uh, like you said, like you can't you know, throw a rock without hitting a LinkedIn post about AI. But really this is a major change uh, that will uh, transform how work is done. And it has, I, I mean, there's like infinite use cases. So uh, if, if you start to break down your processes into specific tasks and then ask for each of those tasks, is there an application for AI that would give you a, even a small productivity boost? You're going to find the answer is yes over and over and over again. So let's, let's, uh, let's remain calm. Let's keep researching and experimenting. But this is a big one. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that uh, initial hype of stuff 
I don't run towards the light usually. What what draws me in is when I start to see those use applications and see some of that come out and just really being able to understand things I I already do, how they can be made better or different or be enlightened along that. Mm-hmm. And watching uh, your video and understanding that that process you broke down on how to use AI to basically, as you put it, audit your money pages or your high-performing pages, and you used it to identify gaps and opportunities, generate impactful ideas and actions to take. So let, let's dive into that process. And your, your first step is starting with creating a persona using AI. It is. Uh, a lot of the best things that I've done in AI really to start with training it on the audience. If you do not train it on your audience, then you have really just, uh, it, it's not going to do a good job for you. It doesn't have any empathy. It's not, it, it's, it's generic to everybody. So for me, one of the main use cases of it is to teach it a lot about who you're trying to reach. This is the key to conversion, right? I mean, how many conversion conferences have we been to and how many sessions have we seen and how many people have talked about qualitative research and understanding your audience and building good personas. And so if you first start by building a persona uh, in the AI, or better yet, if you just give it your personas or give it your ICPs, now all the prompts that come after that are going to be specific to your audience. So garbage in, garbage out, you have to train it on a lot, give it a, give it a lot of information about your audience's needs. And then you can give it a web page and say, what's missing from this page based on my audience's information needs? And that's a bit of magic, Aaron. You look at that, you're like, wow, I forgot to talk about this or that. Um, I was doing this in a classroom, so not not a real world example, but I give my I, I teach a class on content strategy, and I gave these students sample businesses. And one of them is like a welding school, uh, and they work with high schoolers. And so parents can sign their kids up to learn about welding. Fun, right? Let's let's make art. Yeah. What, what does this parent care about? X, Y, Z. Safety is one. Safety is in the list. What is this web page missing? Doesn't mention safety. Ooh. If you're a parent of a teenager, are you going to send your kid to a welding school that doesn't mention? you know, safety glasses or safety or certification or, uh, you know, the the uh, instructor's background or years of experience or anything that builds confidence that their your child will be safe. That's a conversion thing. Add that information. Your page will do a better job of satisfying your visitor's information needs, addressing their objections. And at the same time, you and I know this well, right? That's also SEO. A great page about a welding school probably should mention safety glasses. Uh, that's, that's a semantically related keyword. So yeah, it's a fun exercise. It's not that many prompts, but there are ways to first teach it on the persona, give it your content and ask it for gaps and it'll tell you. Yeah. Well, one, you just gave me flashbacks to junior high shop class where my welding partner would try to blind me by hitting the arc welder before I had my mask up. So very true to form. Like the parents should be worried about that. You hand 13 and 14 year old boys uh, welding equipment, bad things can happen. So very fair point on that. Um, the, the second being, um, I, I have to confess, I spent last night going through your entire process and doing it for Lead Ferno. And you're completely right. That first aha moment um, is taking in your blog post you put together. I just used the general prompts that you'd already put together. It created a great buyer persona for me that was like 80% of the way there. I just needed to add in a couple of elements yep. and I, I was good to go and felt you know, really good about going to that next step and then plugging in uh, website content uh, from my website. So 
after we do that, we plug in our site. This was my next aha moment, that that next step. What, what are we looking to do once we create the persona and we ingest content um, from our own web page? Yeah, if um, there's a prompt in that in that tutorial, and it, it's a little bit complicated, but uh, if you can if you can find the semantically related phrases, I just gave an example of one. There are tools that will give you a bunch. There are you can just look at search results and see them. You can look at Google suggested phrases and see them. You can look at the people also ask box and see them. Type up a list of the phrases where you're seeing evidence that these that these are related to your primary key phrase, and then load those in. And I do this again in two steps. Most of my prompting, I think, is just uh, a little bit more uh, detailed or has more intermediate steps than what a lot of people do. A lot of people who judge AI and said, oh, it's not very good. They just wrote one simple like eight word prompt and judged it. Yep. You're not really doing a good job. I mean, nobody should have any expectations of any tool. If you type eight words, like it's not going to do magical things for you. Right. So I'm going to do this again in two steps. My first prompt uh, says, here's a list of key phrases, uh, organize these into categories, which it does. And the categories, what you'll find is it's likely that the categories align with the information needs of your audience. So that's good SEO, SEO and CRO working together. So uh, you've given it your persona, uh, you've, you've identified potential gaps on your page. So then the next prompt it, uh, sounds something like this, build me a matrix with three columns. In the first column, list my my target audience's uh, prioritized information needs. In the second column, assign a conversion and clarity score of zero to five based on how well my page addresses each of those information needs, right? It's ability to inform and persuade based on, those, based on that audience's needs. In the third column, uh, create another metric called keyword relevance and indicate on a scale of zero to five how well my page used those related phrases from the keyword categories. So. That was kind of a paragraph of a prompt. <laughs> it's more, it's detailed. But uh, the response is like gold. It's like magic. You look at that, you're like, wow, uh, good cheese, bad mousetrap, bad cheese, good mousetrap. Like you can look down the page, look down the report there. It's like, it's like software almost, right? Yep. Didn't you feel like you were building software? Yes. You look through it, you scan through it and you say, these are the ways in which my page is unsatisfying and could be better. These are the pages. These are the ways in which my pages are relevant, and could be better. And any pro marketer, I, I don't even need to describe what to do next. I mean, right there, you would know what to do. But obviously, we're in ChatGPT, so the subsequent prompt can be something simple like, "Now write me an outline for a major revision to this page that would score fives across the board." Because it already has the criteria. Yep. You are, it already created a scoring system for itself. You already told it all about the audience. So the, the prompts get shorter and simpler because you can just say, you know, give me an outline. Now that outline is, of course, again, I'm, I'm glad to hear the way you used it because you were checking it the whole time. You were improving the persona. You didn't just simply trust it. So yeah, go, you got an outline, improve it, make it a better outline, <laughs> add stuff that you think that it missed, add the differentiation that it didn't know about, right? But then the, you can actually very easily add one last prompt, which says, now write, now turn that outline into a page that gets uh, fives across the board against my own criteria, you know, and if you want, you can give it further instructions such as use bullet lists, um, you know, write the title tag and, and subheads or, um, uh, you know, make it at least 1500 words, you know, uh, add calls to action, you know, tell me where to, to include images. I mean, where does it need contributor quotes or social proof or testimonials? There's lots of other things you can do with it, but just, um, 
you know, a human is going to have a pro conversion expert should look closely at this and uh, keep making it better. But um, as far as a productivity boost, I think it's a, I think it's a strong play. <laughs> I think you're, uh, you're going to think you're going to see it and say, yeah, that kind of works pretty well. Um, now I'm not starting from scratch. I'm going to go make a great page and I, I'm going to do so with high confidence that it checks both boxes, uh, search and conversion. Yeah. And I think within it, one of the things that really stood out to me, and then I uh, just watched another video of yours that you released today around AI and content marketing, you know, you really hit upon in the process how important it is to continue to revise your prompts, right? Just don't take whatever is there at first paint. And you just made the perfect uh, comparison to the human process where collaboration back and forth, continuing to research, you write something you don't like how it sounds, so you go back in and rewrite it. You take a, another uh, hack at it or spin at it. Um, you know that's so important. And something that, yeah, I did a little bit of that, but there's just so much more. And it's just important to remember, like you can keep using this tool to go back at it from different angles and different ways over and over again. Yeah, people are so triggered by the AI is almost like a personality test for all of us. And we need to, in this moment, deliberately decide how we're going to have a relationship with this technology. But we should try to do so in a way that's sort of unbiased and strategic, right? What is our goal? If it's productivity gains, okay. You know, I don't want it to replace me or take jobs away from anybody, right? That's not the point of it for me. Uh, I'd like to be 20% more productive. <laughs> so with that in mind, yeah, I mean, I'm, if, um, if I try something and it doesn't work, I'm not going to judge the entire category of technology. AI is a massive set of tools uh, across all industries. But yeah, for people to just put in a single prompt and say AI is not good at this is very, it's too judgmental, too biased, too early. I mean, if you worked with humans and you said, oh, I gave him my, you know, I tried giving a, you know, I hired an employee and I gave them a 10 word instruction and they failed at that. So I don't work with employees anymore. That's absurd. Yeah. Just, <laughs> AI, yeah. There's other, this is another intelligence and you need to keep working with it if you expect to get value from it. Yeah. Hey there, just a quick pause in our episode to let you know that Conversion Cast is sponsored by Leadferno. Leadferno is my startup that looks to help businesses close more leads faster and make communication so much more efficient for your team using text and messaging. If you want to find out more about Leadferno because you care about conversion, you want to help your customers faster, you want to ease the communication burden on your team of missed phone calls and unopened emails, then you should take a look at Leadferno. We have a two-week free trial, and our team is more than ready to help you get started, teach you the in and outs, and get your customers being able to ask buying questions right from your website using text messaging. Leadferno.com and sign up for our two-week free trial today. One easy example for me in the process you created as I went through it, and as I got to that step and um, was creating outlines and then took it the next step and was like, okay, like uh, let me take this and then have someone write it. And I took the, the same prompt that you did. So Andy, you, you wrote the first prompt for me. I'm like, use... Mm -hmm. conversion expert, Andy Crestadina, and all the material he's written on the Orbit blog. And uh, also um, he's read these books, right, on yep. conversion and whatever else and kicked this out for me. And that that was really cool. And then it got me thinking, I was like, okay, 
So then I plugged in, I'm like, uh, who's someone else I've read a lot over the years. So I'm like, okay, now write it as Rand Fishkin and everything he's written on Moz. And also I took some other and plugged in a few other conversion books and web usability books and things like that. Yeah. And then I, and said, also write it, you know, with a focus on humor. And then that kicked me out of version. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And then I did another one with Seth Godin. And that one, like, there was like three or four things in there that I really loved. And it just gave me pause for a second where it's like, I basically just, you know, in, in my mind, let's, you, you can fact check me on how, how much this actually lines up in real life. I just sent Seth Godin my homepage and said, hey, here's what I have written and created. And here's who I'm trying to sell for, to. And here's what I'm trying to make happen. Will you give me your spin on this? And he replied and gave me his spin, the the almighty Seth Godin. And now I have that as well as a version from Rand Fishkin and a version from you. And I can start to pick and grab yeah. the best pieces of those and let those spur ideas for me. Like, how cool. Yeah, that is. And, and Seth Godin replied to you in 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Rand Fishkin spent an hour and a half writing your page. You know, yeah. it's, it is. Uh, so, so when it comes to training, those things work. They're definitely worth experimenting with. Uh, if you want to try them yourself, uh, just if you've got a big screen and you just put two windows side by side and you open ChatGPT or Claude 2 and both of them and just give it the prompts and look at the difference when you tell it to write like Rand or Seth and when you don't tell it to write like Rand or Seth and you, and you compare the difference. Uh, this is the kind of thing we should all be doing. Um, or even compare two different AIs, right? People say, oh, Claude 2 or ChatGPT 4, like put these things side by side, right? Taste test these things, blind, blind test them and see what you think. I notice a difference. I see a difference when I do that, you know, and I, I tell it like, um, uh, but the extent to which that works is, you know, does it have a lot on that person? Uh, does it know quite a bit about them? Uh, so the cutoff for GPT 4 at least is uh, September 2021. So in those cases, like a Rand or a Seth has published a lot prior to September 2021. Yep. Uh, so it will some it will uh, sometimes work well. It will still re require revision. Um, when I give it a bunch of my samples and tell it to write like me, uh, you don't have to use you know thought leaders. You can just go back to just go to analytics uh, or social some social metrics and find you know your top ten x and paste those in and say. These are the top 10x social posts or, you know, headlines or um, email body text. Read and summarize and it will summarize. And then your next prompt can say, now use that style when creating an email or a headline or a social post uh, for this article. So, so you're training it on yourself. I do that all the time. I'm constantly training ChatGPT to uh, write more like me. That's the other main use case, right? Train it to be like your audience, train it to be like yourself. Uh, when I do that, uh, I sometimes don't love it. I mean, it's always talking about like unleashing secrets. I don't unleash secrets, Aaron. I've never written <laughs> unleash a secret or unlock, you know, like what? Like that's not, I'm, I, you know, the, my articles are pretty down to earth. You know, I'm not like, you know, releasing the Kraken of SEO and conversion secrets. Like it, it, it was too amped up. Yep. So I really had to try to tone it down. Like, whoa, can you give me another version of that with uh, without all the unleashing and unlocking? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, or it puts emojis in front of everything. It's like, um, so yeah, these things require uh, more training, more prompting, more detail, more editing. Uh, but again, what are we trying to do here? A 20% productivity gain? 
you're going to get that even if you have to keep working on it. Just not starting from scratch is is a, you know, a big gain right there. Yep. One other step you outlined in your process that I found really helpful was a competitive research process, right? Once you take your content from that money page, that performing page, and you create this content scale and look at against it, now do that with a competitor or two competitors and then compare them together to see, you know, what what are the gaps? Where are they beating me? Where am I beating them? And it, it was such an easy way mm-hmm. to create these summaries against the things that really matter to that buyer persona and see where are they more convincing? Where are they telling a better story? Where do they have a stronger call to action between those things um, that that I don't? And being able to look at those side by side was, was really powerful to me in that process. Yeah, if there's um, uh, the uses for that though are kind of the fun part. So basically, give it the persona or ICP or have it make one for you. Give it your page, have identify gaps and you know alignment and misalignment. Then give it a competitor page and have it make on one chart. Right, a column for your side, a column for their side, and little, you know, just tell it to evaluate, you know, both pages against their ability to satisfy information needs for your audience. That little chart is something that uh, I think is perfect for meetings. Right, it's like if you want to persuade a CEO, you want to trigger, you want to give your your client FOMO, <laughs> you want someone to take an action, show them how they're winning or losing compared to somebody else, you know. You want someone to, uh, if you're an agency person, which I am, and uh, you want to move toward approval, right? And like create some urgency, like, come on, guys, what are we doing here? Just show that. I don't know if you know Brian Massey. Yeah. You probably do. Yep. Yeah, Brian. Brian says that uh, a lot of Brian's point is like to go have better meetings. I think some of these reports, some of these matrices, right? Like you could just bring it to a meeting. So yeah, it's useful. You know, the utility of seeing the gaps and the, the competitive analysis in one response is great. But the application of that can just sort of be communication on with a team, with a client, with your boss. <laughs> so uh, I, I love, I didn't talk about that in the post or the video, but I think that the uh, competitive analysis is uh, especially powerful in conference rooms. Yeah. And that was using, so if you're using uh, ChatGPT Plus, you're paying the $20 a month and it's um, a code interpreter. That's the the plugin that you can just say, okay, now graph this information that that we've put together, and it turns it into that visual. And yeah, that it, it, I found it really interesting. It was both helpful to me in a marketing conversion sense, but also right in a in a small startup, you also wear a product hat, and it made me think feature wise. Well, why is this competitor so deep on ah. this feature? Well, they're very robust in it, and we're not as robust, right? So it's just like anything. When you're not as strong, you probably don't have as much content or reviews talking about it or badges, things like that. And so it definitely gave me like, oh, this is probably an area that my persona carries about or cares about that we might even need to make the product stronger here so that our marketing is strong enough when it represents what we offer in the product. So that that was just a, you know, trickle down for me that even went further than the SEO and and conversion audit in it. Well, I am not right now as we speak for the first time thinking about how this works specifically for SaaS products. And I could imagine doing that exact exercise for product, uh, for features or pricing pages. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, this is my pricing page. This is their pricing page. Compare, contrast. How do we address this person's needs differently? Or here's my audience's needs. Here's my pricing page. How should I, you know, can you suggest to me 
different prioritization of the features on this page, right? I'm thinking about like a pricing page table, um, or you could just give it a whole bunch of pricing pages of top SaaS products and say, what do these pricing pages have in common? What's the common structure between these types of pages? Uh, and if it comes back and says, you know, all these, you know, most of these pricing pages include this information, um, or you could just say, you know, here's, I'm, I'm giving you uh, 10 pricing pages, uh, compare, uh, compare the content and uh, questions answered, objections addressed on these pricing pages to my page. Here's my page. And just have it, have it analyze the industry's top pricing pages for your category against yours. So there's probably a lot of more specific applications when you get down to the type of thing, like you're talking about products. Um, mine was kind of a generic sort of B2B lead gen service page example. Yep. But but um, I have friends who are using AI and first, you know, step one, give it all of your top landing pages. Step two, ask it to summarize those, the, the structure of those pages. Step three, give it a stake, <laughs> give it, the, give it a, a page that promotes a product you're making a new landing page for, you know, step four, you're almost done. Check the accuracy and make the new page live. Like it's, you can make high performing landing pages in, you know, about 10 minutes. Totally. I, like I said, I, I can easily say, for the two, three hours I spent on this last night, and you could do this even quicker. Like I was really trying to be immersed in it and I jumped off a different number of angles and went down a few rabbit holes. Not surprised, good but for you. Yeah, I was. I I really enjoyed myself uh, with, I was probably smiling the entire time I was doing it. So, um, and I, I really wanna point out to the listeners, like um, I, I think this applies to whoever you are listening to this. If you're a small business owner, um, click on the link in here and read this blog post. Like you can just copy and paste substituting in your business's information for what Andy wrote out here. It's a very simple to follow template that'll allow you to go through this. If you're an agency person, same, you can take this, but then you can start to apply your knowledge or the specific verticals you work in or your specific uh, job or what you're doing inside the agency to, to do this um, and take it a step further. So I really think this has benefit to a very, both a newbie, uh, low level, but wants to get something out of this process all the way up to, to very high level. And that leads me to my last question is, you know, with, with this turn, like how much is AI now ingrained in your agency at Orbit Media Studios? Like, is it, is it being plugged into every process or what, what does that look like for your agency? I would say that we're in the research phase in terms of AI adoption uh, in, with our processes. Uh, I went to Maycon, which was the Marketing AI Conference, and several of the speakers kind of mentioned it. I'd like to write about this eventually after after um, running one myself. We are forming an AI advisory council internally with people from different teams to just look at the tools, make recommendations, to look at our processes, to set new standards, uh, to document uh, how we approach this for different types of tasks. So this is a moment when we are going. We are all going to move faster up the AI maturity curve if we can work together to to, to decide as a team how to embrace these things. So uh, on Monday, I had uh, two members of my team ran through that process uh, for several pages and for several clients and analyzed its effectiveness and and the team's interest in applying those things. One of the things is that we, we you may find when you go through these that internally you have some detractors and now you've got a culture issue. Yep. So uh, there are this is a, a technology that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, um, and rightfully so. 
but again, just go back to your goals. We're not talking about the apocalypse and global extinction and the labor market. We're talking about being a little bit more productive. <laughs> Write that down on a whiteboard in your room, in your, you know, and just and, and keep referring back to that because and then and then remind people like, hey, if we can be 20 percent more productive, we'll have more time. What do you want to do with your time? I give a presentation. I do a webinars about this. And that my final slide is like a picture of my five year old daughter eating ice cream. Like, that's what I want to do with my time. Yeah. Get ice cream with Ada. Yeah. So if we do this right, uh, good things will happen. And, uh, you know, we should we should, at least, if nothing else, just be open to it. Yeah. Andy, incredible stuff. Uh, hopefully, uh, if people haven't run across you uh, before and now want to drink from your fire hose of content you put out there, where are the best places uh, to connect with you online? My latest always is on orbitmedia.com. Uh, I write an article and, and for most of them lately, they have videos. Uh, they're once every two weeks. Uh, I also, LinkedIn is my best social network and I have a LinkedIn newsletter. There I publish weekly. Every other article is something older, kind of from the archives. Uh, every other article is something is the new one. Also, the book is called Content Chemistry. It's uh, it's on Amazon or wherever. And then I don't know. You and I met at a conference, Aaron. I'm still out there giving presentations and trying to help with people's events. Absolutely, Andy. So grateful. Thanks so much for joining. I will drop links to all of those things so people can uh, stalk you and benefit the same way I have all of these years. And uh, I look forward to when you're going to be on again, since we have have that commitment. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Aaron. This is great. Thanks, Andy.